Hi, and welcome to Fado, an audio adventure into fiction, folklore, and fairy tales. I'm John, your host, and thanks for dropping in. It's day five of Folktale Week 2021. Only two more after this one. These little stories are certainly all throughout space and time, and maybe you're starting to see some connections. I'm curious how everyone's brain is filling in the gaps, and there are definitely a lot of gaps. Head over to Bob's Short Story Hour, Episode 100, or Fado Episode 74, as always, for the original tale. And then, if you get inspired, contribute your version. And now, Day 5 of Folktale Week 2021, Bird. Luxor, Egypt, somewhere in the Valley of the Kings, 1822. A man paced nervously at the edge of a deep crevice in the light of the full moon. Alternately, he watched the dirt path leading up to the rock face and peered anxiously into the black crag. His brows were drawn together and his head swiveled and bobbed with alertness like a great owl. Far off, down the path, he could see the bobbing of lamplight, distant yet, but coming. He slipped back into the shadow of the dark crack, and called as loudly as he dared into the unseeable cavern beyond. Magpie! Magpie lights! Magpie! Deep inside the cleverly concealed chambers beyond, a woman dressed in pants and shirt with a leather vest and pouch-laden belt picked her way along carefully. In one hand she carried an oil lamp, mostly shielded. The single pane of red glass cast a wavering crimson glow ahead of her in the very old and clearly carved passage. Margaret, Maggie Dumond, was a thief. She knew it. She accepted it. She'd made a good living at it. In the trade, her stage name, as it were, was Magpie. She'd learned her trade honestly enough like anyone else, pickpocketing, shoplifting, and the like on the streets of Paris. She'd been a successful confidence artist and a cat burglar, and made a name for herself as someone who could get what needed getting. Three years ago, though, Magpie encountered something even shinier than jewels and money. Knowledge. She'd read the notes of one Dr. Alan D. Brinkman on an evening while pilfering his apartments. They spoke of dead languages, forgotten civilizations, and hidden tablets. Dr. Brinkman's theories and suppositions intrigued her to the point of obsession, and so she stopped taking contracts and began her own studies—language, ancient geography, anthropology—anything she could get her hands on and she found that she had a knack for it all. It all led here, a previously undiscovered nook in the Valley of the Pharaohs. But if Magpie was correct, this was not merely an Egyptian tomb. The red light revealed finely hewn walls, etched throughout with hieroglyphs. At a glance they told the story of whomever was interred here. It seemed to be some minor noble, definitely not a pharaoh. If she was correct, some kind of diplomat or emissary. She reached the door to the inner chamber and found, to her relief, that the tomb was still sealed, apparently untouched. With a sharp belt knife, she carefully sliced the old cords bound by the clay seal 
and set it gingerly aside. At her slight touch, the door swung open silently on an unseen pivot, and Magpie stepped through the threshold. The air was dry and stale, but seemed breathable. The room held to the story told on the walls outside. A gold-covered sarcophagus lay on a large flat stone table in the center of the chamber. It was finely done, but not exceptionally ornate. Around the walls were more etchings and tables laden with the emissary's possessions. Even in a moderately adorned tomb such as this, there was enough to live on for the rest of her days. And Magpie, in her prime, would have gladly taken advantage, but she was after something else now. In one corner, on an inset plinth no wider than two feet, was a black stone box. It was perhaps a foot and a half on all sides, and stood out in its stark utilitarian style. Magpie ignored everything else and strode over to the black box. The box itself was immovable. Whatever the composition of the stone, it was denser by far than any she had ever seen, and heavier. The lid, though, she could move. She sat her lamp aside, unsheathing it entirely to flood the room with bright, untinted light. Magpie slid the cumbersome lid to the side and held her lamp up to the edge to peer within. There was nothing in the box apart from a single tablet made of the same black stone and etched all over with writing. Not Egyptian hieroglyphs, and not in any other language she could recognize. She couldn't yet read a great many ancient languages, but she had seen hundreds of examples of them, and this tablet, while stylistically close to cuneiform, was unlike anything she had encountered. Magpie reached her hand into the black box, slipping it around the finely carved tablet. A tingle danced across her spine, making the hair on her arms and neck stand up. Back down the passage she could hear the shuffling of feet and the undecipherable echoing calls of her assistant. "'There must be someone coming,' Magpie spoke aloud to no one. There was a flash of bright blue light in the chamber, illuminating it like midday for a glimmering instant. Magpie's assistant scrambled into the chamber a moment after the flash had subsided. He had seen the light come and go, but the chamber now was lit only by a toppled lamp. It lay unattended, across the chamber inside an empty black stone box. Now, if you're enjoying Fido, then you should definitely subscribe on your podcast platform of choice so you don't miss an episode. You can also go to FidoPodcast.com and listen on any device. Make sure and share Fido with your friends and family if you like what you're hearing. Word of mouth is my best advertisement. Don't forget to leave me a comment or a question and I might be able to read them on the air. I love hearing from my listeners. Don't miss the store as well. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and even a Fado pint glass can all be yours. Look for the link on my website. You also don't want to miss out on the exclusive new Fedork fan t-shirt. You'll have to message me in order to get one because they're not on any website. So, if you're a true Fedork, let me know. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Fado Podcast. And if you would like to support the show more directly, you can become a patron. I'm on Patreon at patreon.com slash Fado Podcast. 
There is behind-the-scenes content, early access to upcoming episodes, merchandise discounts, and if you join, you'll get a personal handwritten thank you from me in the mail, as well as a Fido sticker. Also, you'll get a mention here on the show. That brings us to the end of Episode 5 of Folktale Week 2021. Watch for the next episode of Fido coming soon. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you once upon a next time. Fido is a member of the Pizza Rice Podcasting Collaborative. Check us out at pizzaricepodcast.com.